Welcome to CLT Alliance Talks, a podcast on business topics, information, and tools focused on building an economy for all in the Charlotte region. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with a team from Neighboring Concepts, which is an architecture firm with a focus on transforming communities. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. So for our listeners that may not be familiar with Neighboring Concepts, let's bring it back to the beginning. So Daryl, tell us a little bit about where Neighboring Concepts started and where it is now. Yeah, Neighboring Concepts was founded in 1996 by myself, Chris Ogunrendi, and Michael O'Brien. Later on, Michael left and we had another partner, Luis Tachiki, joined the firm. And without them, we wouldn't be who we are. So I always have to acknowledge my, my former partners uh, for what they've done to help Neighboring Concepts to be who we are. But we started in 1996, and as a non-traditional type of architectural practice, planning and design practice, and we want to focus on helping to revitalize social and physically challenged neighborhoods. We engage with community residents who often felt neglected, you know, to, to help them develop a vision for their community and to make sure that they were a part of that vision so that, you know, if they're a part of it, they will also be a part of helping to implement the vision. But we also started doing some small infield real estate development projects to make sure that the, the planning that we did in these neighborhoods, that they actually got implemented. And so we got involved in doing a lot of projects that we actually designed as architects. And West Moorhead is a prime example of that. The West Moorhead corridor, and uh, where we restored the old dilapidated building. And even where we are now uh, is another good example of, these are probably the two best examples of you know, us being able to get into an area where others didn't feel good about, to make others feel comfortable that this is a good neighborhood, it's a good community, and it's a good part of the community, and uh, and we can be a part of it to make it better. So you mentioned where you are now. For our listeners, give them a little bit of context as to where you guys are located and, and why you chose this spot. For We're on West Trade Street, uh, probably less than a quarter of a mile off of uh, I-77, an area called West End. We have transformed to a more traditional type of firm. We still have not left our mission, is being able to transform communities through architecture. That's what we do, and uh, we do it in a lot of different ways. To expand on that, a core tenant of what you guys do as Neighboring Concept is impact. So talk a little bit about what impact means to each of you and why development in general takes a whole community approach. I think impact for us, you know, when I think about what I wanted to do with architecture, I always wanted to do architecture that did good, right? That it benefited somebody, that it improved lives, right? We're not here to necessarily make someone richer or, you know, in some ways, yes, (laughs) you know, it's still business. But each of the projects that we do uplift somebody, whether it's healthcare projects, you know, that we're doing good, bringing, you know, community health out into communities um, and bringing healthcare closer to communities. The, the work for nonprofits that we do, like Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays or Carolina Farm Trust, those are two active projects right now that we're doing, really bringing food and services closer to people that need it. You know, Carolina Farm Trust, we're doing a food distribution center for them. And that is 
you know, there's a retail component to that, bringing groceries and fresh produce to a food desert here in Charlotte on the west side. Um, but it will also be where they take their produce from their urban farms and process it and cook it. There's a commercial kitchen. There's a meat processing area where they're going to be able to bring fresh food to communities that don't have access to it necessarily. Being able to help those communities in that way, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that food is something that brings us all together, right? No one should ever go hungry. So being able to get them good food. Um, with Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays, you know, we're creating a hunger hub, and that's not just, a, you know, since those two organizations merged recently, creating a new headquarters for them, being able to have the warehouse for loaves and fishes in the same space as the commercial kitchen for Friendship Trace and Meals on Wheels program in the same space. But it's not just that. What I love about what they're trying to do is make it even bigger. You know, it's going to also be a co-working space and inviting in different hunger-related organizations, some of the smaller ones, the two, three-person ones that can't really have their own space, but being able to allow them to be in that space as well, whether they need some warehouse space, whether they need just a conference room every now and then, or just some cubicle space to actually be somewhere, you know, all together, and hopefully find those synergies to solve that issue. Um, there's also going to be a teaching kitchen and conference space, trying to make it more than what they are now. Um, so that's a really exciting project and that's the kind of impact that we want to make not just some short-term you know solution but something that has longevity to really provide solutions for bigger issues I think you asked about impact too mm -hmm. for us I think as the firm and you look at the mission our impact and for me it's all about our work is all about people it's not about buildings it's about people and the the people who inhabit them the people who interact with them and the spaces that we create so if you think about you know a person what what affects somebody's quality of life it's it's very much their housing it's their education it's opportunities for recreation what they do for work and then for us too it's you know how do you get from point a to point b especially for some of the communities that we serve so it's it's a it's transit or transportation so this idea of creating a community that's interconnected um, and serving neighborhoods across those different sectors I think that's for us how you start to have a true impact and really have a change over quality of life over generations you know Charlotte really struggles with that there's been notes in Charlotte about just the ability for people to come out of poverty over time and I feel like our work more than any other is doing something about that and when we think about impact that's what gets us up every day at neighboring concepts is the opportunity to serve our community through the work that we do. Well, I just I just want to say that you know we've continued to I guess the community oftentimes reacts to things that happen in challenged neighborhoods. They continue to put band-aids, and unless you look at a community comprehensively and look at a lot of different things happening at the same time and what you can do to help improve it, uh, we'll continue to do that. And so what we've tried to do was, is to uh, put, get stakeholders together and try to figure out what, what a community needs to become sustainable. You know? And without looking at the social, the environmental, and the economic conditions and the impact of what can be done to make those situations better, 
they will never become sustainable. And we really look at it like when we do a building, you have a team of people to help solve problems to make that building successful. We look at neighborhoods the same way. You know, you bring a team of people, everyone has a role to play, not only in implementing and developing a vision, but also implementing a vision. And, and whether it's city, county, Parks and Rec, you know, our businesses, our residents, everyone come together with the same goal in mind is to develop a vision to help our community become the best it can be. Kathy, you shared some of the current projects, but as you guys look at the communities that you've really had a hand in and transforming and helping to make sustainable, is there a community that stands out or a project that stands out that neighboring concepts had a hand in and, and you look now and say, wow, that community is is sustainable now, it has transformed in part, if not entirely, because of your team? I would say probably Renaissance. Um, it was a 30, 40 acre public housing development that was done several years ago. It's where two police officers got killed. It was, it was formerly Boulevard Homes. And so we participated in developing a master plan for the project and following all the way through to completing several hundred housing units. It's got a greenway, it's got a senior housing, a community center, a school, a child development center. And so when we talk about sustainability and looking at things comprehensively, I think Renaissance is a really good example of a community that that really was transformed to become what it is today. And you know, it, it's, it's really for uh, intergenerational. You know, you got childcare, you got school, and you have a senior facility. And not too far away, CPCC has a campus. So I think it really brings all everything together. But I think Luke worked on a project that we recently completed that I think is really gonna transform the east part of Charlotte. Eastway Recreation Center. So we can probably talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So before we get before there, some notes on Renaissance too. So Renaissance was the first lead for neighborhood development mm -hmm. certified project in the state of North Carolina. So it's a it's a benchmark for environmental sustainability, not just on the building, but for the entire development. And that was a, a pretty high mark, you know, high bar for the group to set, especially being the first one in the state. And it now serves as a model for you know all others that, that are following its path. We also use the term cradle to career at that for that project. So this idea where somebody that's born in the neighborhood can either walk or bike and never have to leave the neighborhood their entire life, but they could grow up there and have a quality education, be connected to job opportunities and be connected to recreation and kind of goods and services as well, all in that one area. So um, kind of seeing that transformation from what it was to what it is now, I think like, like Daryl mentioned, that's a great example of you know who we strive to be. Um, so Daryl mentioned the Eastway Regional Recreation Center. So that's a project that we completed for Mecklenburg County Parks and Recreation about a year and a half ago. It opened during the pandemic. So it's a 100,000 square foot, $35 million recreation center in Northeast Charlotte, kind of near the intersection of Tryon and Eastway Boulevard. So it's a, it's a very challenged neighborhood. There's quite a bit of 
demographic change that's happening there, as well as just um, you know, it's a it's a very diverse area. So from the start, the county was you know they were adamant that the project was to be about the community. Our mission was to be responsive to and to serve the needs of the the neighborhood. So one of their you know one of our integral parts of their design process it's it's always to listen first. You know we don't want to come to the table or come with a predisposed solution but we want to hear and understand the true desires and needs of the community before we ever present a solution but for this project our challenge was really how do we design something for a community who's very hesitant to engage so it was done during a challenging political climate where groups were you know the very groups we we're trying to reach were wary of anything that was sponsored by or affiliated by government so um, in response with you know, we partnered with Mecklenburg County Parks and Recreation and had a series of community celebrations. So we brought out the school sports teams, the marching bands. We had several kind of specific radio stations, um, but the goal was to kind of come out and celebrate each of these different communities that surrounded Eastway Rec. And then we'd celebrate with food, with culture, with games, bring their families out. And then when that happened, we'd oh yeah we've got this project that's coming that's here to serve you what would you like to hear what what how do we design something that um you know is responsive to your needs so we were able to build a lot of trust that way that effort really ended up driving the program for the building so the program in the end is a true representation of what that community needs and um you know it's there to serve them for years to come and specific to this site in this area of town so right across the railroad tracks we're doing um, the community resource center which is a 120,000 square foot new project for Mecklenburg County but it'll be the home of their social services so really the county is trying to I guess aggregate a bunch of these services all around a central hub that is now also accessible to light rail transit through the adjacent light rail line and then um, the master plan includes supportive affordable housing and a community library, and then additional education opportunities too. So this idea of a, a holistic community that is there supported by a bunch of community organizations is is pretty exciting to see. So this one's still in the works. You know, the second building is just under construction now, but you know the long-term efforts might be done in five years or so. It's clear to see the impact your team is continuing to make on communities throughout Charlotte. And Daryl, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the countless awards you've won for impacting the communities throughout Charlotte. And so what do you hope your lasting legacy is, not only on neighboring concepts, but on the city and its communities? You know, well, I don't, I don't wake up in the morning thinking about legacy, um, but I do feel like uh, my legacy will probably be related to my compassion for the underserved and for those who may not be able to speak for themselves. And uh, just having a passion for diversity and seeing that all people, you know, have the opportunity to enjoy quiet environments, great parks, great greenways, have safe housing, uh, all the amenities and, and resources that so many of us often take for granted. You know, just making sure that everyone has the opportunity to, to enjoy you know, those type of things. And, you know, I, and when I think about neighboring concepts, you know, I, 
when I considered how to transition out of the firm, I had several options and I chose this option because I have the utmost confidence and faith in, in Luke, Daniel, Kathy, um, and Frank, you know, to carry the firm forward and to continue the positive impact that it has made, you know, here. And, and we've, we've transformed and we've changed and we have to be prepared for change, but I think the four of them will do what's, what needs to be done. To, to, to keep the mission going forward and continue to make the, the really impact that we've made for the past 25 years. And, uh, you know, I, if, if it was all about trying to uh, get the highest amount of money for the company, I wouldn't have done it this way, but uh, I did it this way because I do care about legacy. I do care about what happens to neighboring concepts in the future. There's no doubt that your legacy and what's been important to you is ingrained on neighboring concepts. But as you guys do go through this transition, let's look ahead. What's next for Neighboring Concepts? I see really good things coming out of Neighboring Concepts. I see, you know, the last few years, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I've, I'm the newest one to the table. I've only been here about a year, but I've known Daryl my whole career. You know, we, we have similar roots back to Gantt Huberman Architects. We never worked there at the same time, but, you know, I think that that legacy almost of Harvey Gant and Jeff Huberman, you know, and the firm that they created and what we've carried with us through our careers really dovetail and with what Daryl has created here. And I'm, I'm just really excited and humbled to be asked to be part of this transition um, of the firm because that really helps keep that legacy going and really speaks to the heart of what we want to do as architects. So in the future, I see growth I see you know in the last few years we've gone into more market segments than we have in the past you know we've delved into healthcare, which is a passion of mine that we've done more and more of in the last few years you know the medical school will be a crown to that I think not just in the very technical spaces but also how that ground floor really speaks to Brooklyn and bringing that legacy of the Brooklyn neighborhood in and weave that into this new innovation district. Um, I see more of that, not just here in Charlotte, but how we've taken and bottle up almost what we've created here, this listening first attitude, looking at not just the neighborhoods here in Charlotte or even the state even. I mean, we've been doing a lot more work in, in the Triangle area um, but there are neighborhoods like that all over the place. And I think how we can impact more and have a broader reach, I think that's where I see us growing. I see us creating the next line of leadership um, and really developing new architects. That's always been fun for me is to mentor and understand and bring someone up from early stages of their career and give them opportunity so completely agree with everything that you shared Kathy I think that's super exciting right you know we've talked some about the areas that we work the practice areas and why we work there because of the impact that we the, that they have on people's lives so almost taking that a step further you know each person experiences a, a building a different way you know um, Kathy and Daryl will experience a building completely different than I 
because of their upbringing, because of their past experiences. So, you know, I think as we continue to design for either disadvantaged people groups or just, you know, design equitably for projects for all, I think we can bring that approach across a variety of disciplines, a variety of project types to make sure that buildings are responsive and inclusive. That's um, something that I think our city needs, not just our state, but likely the region too, like what Kathy was sharing, that that message is transformational and can have um, a huge impact on people's lives. Well, you know, I just want to say that we've been very fortunate as a firm, and for a long time we've had to depend a lot on public work to be able to continue to grow and keep the firm uh, going. But I would say that over the past you know, five or six years, we have really um, gotten into doing a lot of other type of projects. And Kathy mentioned medical. At one time, we didn't, do, we didn't get involved in medical, but we understand that healthcare is as important as all the other areas that we work on in these communities, you know, in order to make sure that a community becomes sustainable. Healthcare becomes very important. So it was one of the obvious areas that we were going to grow into. And uh, that includes uh, a lot of affordable housing. You know, 10 years ago, we didn't do a lot of affordable housing. And so we transformed into a firm that's now one of the best firms in the state and the region for for understanding how to develop affordable housing for people, you know, and so I think this firm will continue to, to transform and, and meet the needs that exist in in our community. And I'm I'm just thrilled that Luke and Kathy and, and Frank and Dan, you know, is going to continue to move neighbor concepts forward to continue to, to make the impact that we've made over the past 25 years. Thank you guys for your time today. I really appreciate it. Learn more about the Charlotte Regional Business Alliance at charlotteregion.com.